The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Well, you know what? Sometimes it takes a devastating loss to make you realize it's time to live a dream. And that's exactly what happened to our next guest. His dad died from a sudden heart attack and he took it as a sign that putting off traveling was no longer an option. So he decided to take a break from his stressful career and fulfill a childhood dream to explore Canada. One challenge, though, his six-year-old German shepherd named Maya. What did he do? Well, Chedville, he brought Maya with him, and together they've been exploring North America and pretty much becoming social media stars in the process. They recently made a stop in Edmonton before heading to Revelstoke, which has kind of become the base for them. And that's where they join us from, I think, this afternoon. Hey, Mark. G'day, how are we? Really good. (laughs) Good day, sir. Hey, so let me ask, what was it about Canada, before we get into the possible uh, trials and tribulations of traveling with a big dog, what was it about Canada that made you want to come all this time? Uh, Back when I was 16, I used to play hockey, and (laughs) I'd seen movies about people skating around uh, rivers and lakes, and, and that was a big thing that I wanted to do, and Growing up as well, I, I uh, used to spend a lot of time up in the Australian mountains, which are nothing like the Canadian <laughs> mountains, but we would go skiing, and uh, if, you, if you're a skier, there's nothing like the, uh, the Canadian Rockies or, or the mountains up in BC, and you've just got to get here at some point. <laughs> so, so, Mark, and um, you know, you've been honest about this, and certainly as more people are paying attention to this story of you and, uh, and Maya, um, kind of really what triggered this final push to, to get traveling was, was the death of your dad. And, and you said your dad had a dream of traveling, and that was kind of in part of what kicked you in the butt to get moving. Yeah, um, it took me a little while to be willing and able to talk about it, in all honesty, but it's uh it's been a while now so it's it's pretty easy to talk about what happens and and uh hopefully it inspires some other people to do the same but the short of it was he'd been planning a trip around australia for 15 years Hmm. and he was only two years away from being able to do that trip um and without absolute any any sign at all uh he literally dropped dead we were out celebrating my 30th birthday uh, we'd had dinner, we'd gone out to the pub and had a couple of drinks. Uh, we'd made our way back to our accommodation. I sat down. My mum's saying, where's your dad? I said to him, said to her, I don't know. Uh, the next thing we know, we found him dead on the floor. Um, and there was just absolutely no, no sign that anything was going to happen. And it really showed me that you've got to make the most of things because you don't know when you're not going to have those opportunities. You know, we hear that time and time again. Uh-huh. We did another story this week that had that same sort of message that what would you do if you knew today was your last day, right? So if you live every day like uh-huh. it might be, uh, it's in, it's incredible what you achieve. So you decide to go to Canada and fulfill that dream. Um, did you, I mean... How long did it take you to prepare yeah, for Yeah, I mean, did you just look at a map and put a pin somewhere? Or <laughs> how did you know where to no, start? Not really. So... There was a little bit more time. It took me um, probably a few years after uh, the loss of my father to, to be able to get the time away from work and and uh, to, to actually have a sense of 
what's going on. Uh, I didn't want to be jumping on a tr- on a plane and not have any idea. Uh, so I actually came over 12 months before I brought Maya over with me. I did a little bit of a scout trip around Canada for a, about a month and got a little bit of a, an idea of the lay of the land. Um, and yeah, so there was probably about two two years maybe worth of planning in it uh, oh. before we actually set foot on the, or Maya set uh, <laughs> four on the ground. And, and really, that's what's gotten you so much attention on social media is the fact that you brought Maya. So how difficult has have you found it to be to have this? Well, first of all, why did you bring Maya? <laughs> well, so I chose to get her. Um, she didn't have any choice about that. Um, and for, for me, she's a part of my life. But for her, I'm pretty much her whole life. So if I was just to leave her behind, um, I feel that would kind of be irresponsible of me. I understand that there's plenty of other people who have had those circumstances and, and that's their circumstances. But for me, I, I felt like I had that obligation to do the right thing by her. Um, and I was telling someone the other day about it. I've got friends who have traveled and, and they said uh, that they were going to go on a, a one-year holiday exploring um, over in Europe or over here. They've gone off and they've left their their dogs with family members. Mm. Four years later, they've fallen in love with someone over in that country. Mm. They're still in that country, and mum and dad are still looking after the puppies. (laughs) Um, And I just felt like it was my responsibility to do the right thing by her and my family to, uh, to, to ensure that I was actually living up to that responsibility. So Maya's what now, almost seven years old? Uh, six and a half at the moment. And she's uh, she's a beautiful, what's it, it's a white German shepherd? Yeah, white, white shepherd, white German shepherd, white Swiss shepherd. Yeah. There's so many different names they go by, but it's all the same dog. It, she's, she's absolutely beautiful. So when did you um, leave Australia with Maya and set down foot and paw over here? How long yep, ago? So, uh, I think it was the 14th of November we okay. left and arrived in Vancouver. So, wow, so it's uh, you're coming up on a year of traveling. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Now, that and travel has taken you outside amazing. of Canada as well, though, right? What was that? You, you've traveled outside of Canada during that year? Yes. So, uh, from November through to March, we were in, uh, in Canada, in British Columbia and Alberta. Um, towards the end of March, we made our way into the U.S., uh, where we did a, a complete road trip around the U.S., um, I think we came close to maybe 40 out of the 50 U.S. states. Wow. Um, and we even dropped into Mexico for a day, which I will tell you, if you don't speak Spanish, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, truth. And uh, so you're, you're back in Canada, and I think is Revelstoke where you've kind of made your base right now? Yeah, so um, we absolutely love the skiing here in Revelstoke. Mm. There's an amazing resort, which I personally think has got some of the best skiing in, in all of Canada. Um, and there's a whole heap of backcountry in this area as well, which will be absolutely fantastic for me and Maya to be going off and going on some great adventures together in. What are some of the highlights, Mark? Like if you had to, to rank, you know, one, two, and three maybe out of, out of this trip so far with, with you and Maya, I saw pictures of you guys in a raft, like whitewater rafting. Um, yeah, look, 
Yeah, what's going on? Uh, my three highlights would probably be uh, firstly skiing together over at Big White. There's a, a small little area that we were able to go for a ski together and just being able to share that together was absolutely an amazing experience. How do you um, ski with a dog? Uh, well, she she runs along the side. Okay. Of she, yeah, so she doesn't get strapped into skis. Okay, yeah, like yeah. That. Um, but, yeah, so she just loves chasing me in that regard. Um, the second one would probably be our visit to Niagara Falls. Mm. It is just absolutely stunning. And to be able to, again, do that with her was just a really nice experience. Uh, and then the last one would it definitely be what you mentioned, is the whitewater rafting. So... Unless you've been following our adventures, you wouldn't know, actually, Maya has a fear of deep water. Mm -hmm. not a big fan of swimming. So to step her up from having that fear to being comfortable sitting in a kayak uh, to being sitting in a kayak or moving water and then to go into whitewater rafting, um, that's been a really big accomplishment for the two of us and and, uh, definitely opens up a whole heap of other adventures down the track. So what were the challenges you faced then as a result of having Maya with you? You mentioned going to two different countries, so there's, I'm sure, paperwork associated with crossing the border with a dog, uh, all the way to, I'm sure, a lot of hotels won't take pets. Yeah, look, I'll be honest. In um, in North America, it's actually really pet-friendly. Um, the, probably the biggest challenge in North America is that you guys vary so much, um, and obviously you've got the, the three different countries, uh, Canada, the US and Mexico. So obviously it's going to vary there, but then between each province and each state, it varies significantly as well. Um, So for example, Canada, uh, dogs are allowed in most national parks as long as they're on a lead. Um, But in BC and Alberta, there's health regulations that prevent them from being on outdoor patios. In the US, dogs are limited access to national parks. Uh, but it varies depending on the national park. But in California, I've had her in a restaurant and she's been sitting at a dinner table that's what the <laughs> restaurant wanted. Um, so it, it really does vary a lot. And those inconsistencies probably make it that little bit more challenging because what's right in one area isn't right in the other. But overall, pet-friendly accommodation is really, really available over here. Um, I really wish Australia would actually take a little bit of a look, um, a, a little bit of a note out of your book. You know, I have to ask, this is something that just always amused me. Um, I had a big uh, dog, Jack, a Bernice Mountain dog, and every time we got in an elevator, I tried to see it through Jack's eyes. Mm. The doors close, <laughs> the doors open again, and he's on an entirely different floor. And I always wondered how Jack would process that information, like what is this magic box how is maya processing the fact that is it a she maya yes yes, yeah that she's going from place to place and doesn't really have her place yeah look um i'll be honest when we first arrived in vancouver i think she was a little bit anxious about that um probably maybe for the first three weeks uh and it was literally because we would go from place to place to place Mm. and and you used the perfect example because the the place that we'd stayed in in Vancouver was a high-rise building and it had a glass elevator. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time she'd ever been in a glass elevator, well, in an elevator in general. Um, so there was a lot of new things for her. Uh, but I think what she learned is that in the end, it doesn't matter where we are, it doesn't matter where we stay, as long as we're together, wherever we unpack, that's home. 
And now we'll go into our hotel. We'll only be there for two or three days. But literally within 10 or 15 minutes of being in that hotel, it's home for her. She's so <laughs> relaxed and chill. How have you paid for all of this? Yep. So, look, it uh, it cost us a lot of money to start with. I'm not going to lie. Um, but there's uh, a whole heap of different uh, ways that we've been able to fund things from now on. So one of the big things that we do is we create uh, content for different pet-friendly businesses. Oh, okay. So for them to go off and, and get a photographer in or a videographer, uh, it, it, it'll cost them a lot of money. Um, where we'll actually work with them and we'll come up with uh, different marketing strategies for them um, and create that content um, that they're not having to go off and and hire an actor and a photographer and and a whole heap of different things. You know what, Mark, Andrew had asked you about what, you know, you thought Maya had been getting uh, from from all of this. Um, But before we let you go, at the end of the day, what is it that you're taking away from it all? And when you decide to finally head back to Australia, I think in another six months or so, what are you going to take away from this this amazing adventure that you guys have been on? It's completely changed the way I travel, in all honesty. So like I said, I traveled a little bit before bringing Maya over here. I'd actually come over here uh, without her. And the things that I would do are completely different to how I do them now. Because I want to include her in what I do now, yeah. um, that means I go off and I deliberately source activities where the two of us can go <laughs> off and do those things together. Awesome. Um, things like snowshoeing, uh, Nordic skiing, um, uh, winter biking. They're, they're things that I never ever tried before. Um, but because they're activities that we can do together, I've given them a go. And now I find myself that I look a lot more outside of the box uh, when travelling than what I previously would have. And she did well with the uh, with the bison out at, uh, what was it, Wood Buffalo just a couple of days ago when you were out here? Yeah, look, she was completely fine. <laughs> um, we, I'm not sure if you can hear her in the background yeah. talking there. Um, but... Uh, look, we we pulled up along the side of the road and I wasn't sure how things would go. I wanted to be able to get some photos. Um, I had the windows down so that I could take the photos out of the car. Um, and the bison just came over to us. Yeah. They didn't really care about her being there and she didn't really care about them. Hmm. She sat there sort of curious to know what these big animals were, but she wasn't <laughs> barking or upsetting them and... And everyone seemed pretty happy, so it was a great experience. Well, on Instagram, it's Mark and Maya's Adventures. The uh, website as well, markandmayasadventures.com.au. Before we let you go, Mark, last question. On the bed or off the bed? <laughs> Generally off the bed. Uh, <laughs> she loves jumping up, and until we travelled and there was nothing else in a hotel room but a bed, <laughs> she was never allowed on the bed, but... She, uh, she's now allowed to come up for a little bit. Very nice. Mark, you know what? Thank you for taking the time to join us this afternoon. We'll continue to watch your adventures unfold on Instagram. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Have Ta- a good one. Yeah, you too. Take care.
right, listen to this. I only need a minute for this story. There was a, a C-17 military plane. A big Globemaster. Yeah, this it's is a big a, transport plane. Right, and they were testing out uh, some new technology, a platform that could carry a Humvee. Uh, and the, the idea is, yes? Not Canadian. Not Canadian. This didn't American. happen in Canada. It was Fort Bragg, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, so the idea was to, you know, they have to have this technology in order to drop mm-hmm. uh, this kind of vehicle into a war zone quickly and efficiently. <laughs> well, it released early and it dropped in a neighborhood in the, near a town called Cameron. That mm. didn't hit anybody or anything. Amazing. It, yeah, broke some trees instead, right? So everything's, everything's okay. Everything's going to be all right. But the funniest part of this story is, in fact, not the fact they dropped a Humvee from the sky. It's the fact that the spin that the spokesperson for Fort Bragg put on it, he said, and I quote, everything went as planned except for the early release. Well, that's a pretty big except. Buddy, like he, I like the fact that he was like, well, you know what, the technology worked; it landed safely. The parachutes open. Parachutes it was all, good. all open. We Vehicles just almost, t- yeah. you know, landed that on your house. I know that's like asking Lincoln if, other than that, how'd you like the play? You know what I mean? Like that's a pretty significant thing that went wrong there. Everything went fine. We're pretty happy. Uh, it's under investigation, but uh, I'm well, sure they we take won't these hear more of it. Seriously. Well, they take them very seriously. Very seriously. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.